Today's first Bible reading is from Psalm 145, verses 8 to 9, and can be found on page 610 of the Old Testament part of your Pew Bibles. Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. And the second reading is from Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 10, and that can be found on page 204 of the New Testament part of your Pew Bibles. Galatians 6, 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity... Let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, at this harvest time, as we think a bit more about what it means to be good, help us to get our example From Jesus we pray. Amen. God is. God is. If you had one word to complete the sentence, what would you choose? What's the first word that that comes into your head? God is. God is is love. That's a really good good answer. Of course, we read about that in the Bible, don't we? We read about it saying God is is love. If it's not about love, it's not about God, as someone once said. So God is love. What what else would you say? God is good. You see, if I had had two choices, and if people said to me, complete the sentence, I'd either use God is love or God is good. As we heard in that reading, The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. What it's saying is God is good all the time. All the time God is good. Not just God is good some of the time. God is good all the time. And we're thinking as a church through September and October, every Sunday, we're looking at something called the fruit of the Spirit. Now, you might not know what the fruit of the Spirit means, but think of the, as we're surrounded by all this fruit this morning, think of fruit as a metaphor. It's a metaphor for different qualities of God, if you like, of what God is like, that then his followers should show in their lives. And there are nine of them that we're, that we're looking at. You might want to join in with me as I, as I say them, just so that we all know what the nine are. Love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the nine. And if you were here on the first Sunday last month, you may remember that we, 
we prayed and we put these little lemons on this tree. And on one side of this lemon, if you like, we put on which of those segments of the fruit, which of those nine might we need the most help with to become more like Jesus. And last week we looked at patience. And I said from looking at these, patience was the number one thing that we thought we needed. But this week we're not looking at patience, we're looking at goodness. Where do you think goodness came? If patience was the most... Because after all, Christians are all good people. Where do you think goodness came? Do you know how many people put goodness on here? One. I thought it was going to be none, but I was surprised there was, there was one person. But of course, harvest time is this time when we come. And what harvest means is this. It's the time when we come, we give thanks to our good God for all the good things that he's given us, everything that he's given us, because it's not ours. We can't take it with us. God just blesses us so much, and harvest is the time when we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you have given us, all the good gifts that you have given us, and we just want to say thank you for that. And of course, one of the big good things that he gave us was the world in which we live, the creation that we know of how God created day and night, light and dark, how he created the sky, how he created, if you like, the sun, the moon and the stars, how he created the earth and land from the waters, how he created, if you like, plants and trees and vegetation, how he created fish and birds and animals and even little insects that some of us are scared of, and how he created each of us. And he looked at it all and he said, it is good. And he said then to us, he said, take care. Take care of my good world. Look after it. You be responsible for it. I'm giving you my good world. And we think about that at harvest time and we think, well, how are we doing? How are we doing with God's good world that he gave us to look at. And you know, I look at some of these images that we've seen on our screens of whatever type over the past year, haven't we? You know, we see this picture of burning forests in the Amazon. We see this we see these pictures that we've seen for years, you know, you know where, where I grew up, where I was born, you know, all those emissions coming out of all those chimneys. You know, I was born about three miles from there, and there was a lot more than that. And we think about the, the, the melting ice caps, and of course, then we see this very famous image, don't we, that was used so visibly to move people about the situation about the plastic in our oceans. You could say today, today is the 10th anniversary, isn't it, of when 6,000 people in Jersey went and stood across St. Juan's Bay, didn't they? Maybe you were one of those people, I don't know. And of course, this face has become one of the most famous faces in our world, hasn't it? Everyone knows who she is. She got a bit mad, didn't she, two weeks ago? Certainly Vladimir Putin didn't like her, did he? And saying words like this, you know, don't wreck our future. 
for your profit. Otherwise, we won't forgive you. And how do we respond? You see, for Greta, to quote Bob the Builder, can we fix it? Yes, we can. See, for Greta, the, the, the world's problems are in our hands to solve. All we need is science, education, and direct action, and we'll solve the problems. As a Christian, what do you think? If you're a follower of Jesus, what do you think? Is she right? Biggest issues affecting our planet. Is she right? You see, I think she's right in part, but I, I don't think she's completely right. And actually, this is why I don't think she's completely right. You can see it in the word harvest itself and all that harvest means. You see, if we take these letters of harvest, we can see everything that, that kind of is wrong. You see, you could take a four-letter word. It's the word have. You see, we live, we live in a world where lots of people have lots. And lots of people don't have a lot. And of course we think, well it would be great if we took another five letter word from that word harvest. The word share. And if only the people who have lots would share with the people who have not as much. But I don't know about you, but if I have something and I really enjoy it, there's only one thing I want to necessarily do, and it's not share it, it's more. I want to have more of it. I want to have a better thing. Because the word harvest reminds me of the bigger problem. It's another five-letter word. It's the word heart. That each one of us, who, whoever we are, we talk about goodness this morning but actually we know that there's something in the condition of our hearts that is not good you know there comes a point in every parent's life when they realize something even with little Charlie innocent little Charlie there you know I know when I realized it with my children that I suddenly looked at them and I suddenly thought I never taught you to be bad. No parent never needs to teach their child to be bad. No parent ever needs to teach their children to be, to be naughty or to, to rebel. They just do it and they think, where did that come from? And it's a condition in our hearts. Jesus once said this when he was asked by someone. He said, no one is good. No one is good. Only God. And what he was saying by that, he was saying that each one of us lives with this condition of badness within us. And that's why he came. And it's so important that we, we grasp this because we kind of live in a world where lots of us just think we're good people. And in many ways, lots of the good things that we do are good things. But there's still badness inside of us. And if we don't recognize this, of course, we call that badness sin. It's pie in part we have a baptism. If we don't recognize that, then we don't understand that our hearts need fixing and why Jesus came in the first place. Jesus once said it in these words, I am the good shepherd. 
who lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, where the sheep is the metaphor for you and me. And he's describing his actions of dying for us on the cross. And so I wonder, do we live in that relationship with him? Do each one of us live in that relationship with him where we say to Jesus, I want to let you be my good shepherd in my life. I want to live in a relationship that connects with you in such a way that you have fixed my heart. Because it's from there, in the goodness that we're talking about, that's where goodness grows. You may remember three months ago, if you were here, when we were at the parish hall the first Sunday in July, we planted some fig saplings. And I said at harvest, what we do is we bring them back in, in, in three months and, and have a look at them. And so I brought back three of them this morning. People have been looking after them and, and caring for them in, in various different ways. Because how does goodness grow in our life? And if we want to grow in goodness in the way that Jesus was talking about, then that passage to the church at Galatia tells us. And these plants, if you like, can, can help us in that. In terms of how does goodness grow? Because goodness grows, first of all, in the words, you reap what you sow. In other words, what that means is this. Goodness grows by where we put ourselves. Goodness grows by the environment that we're in. You know, think about a plant. Think about, think about any plant. Maybe, you've, maybe you love gardening. And think about when you plant something and so on from there. How does that plant then grow? And it grows in, it grows really, it's got to be in the right environment, hasn't it? You know, it doesn't need lots of light, doesn't need to be in the shade. It grows by in the, having the right temperature, you know. Doesn't need to be outside or inside, doesn't need to be in a warm place, doesn't need to be in a cold place. It grows by, by the soil, You know, doesn't it? The type of soil. You know, one of the biggest problems in our world today is soil erosion, isn't it? You know, what's the, what's the quality of the soil? Are you watering it? Is it getting enough water? Is it being nourished? Has it maybe got some compost in it? And relate that to goodness in our lives. How does goodness grow? Goodness grows where we put ourselves. You know, what's the environment? You know, goodness is all about being in the light for Jesus, not hiding in the shade, being in the light out there. It's not about being good in this building. It's about being good out there. It's about knowing what our spiritual temperature is, isn't it? Knowing, am I hot for Jesus? Or is he a bit distant and a bit cold? It's about how am I feeding and watering myself to making sure that I'm growing spiritually. You reap what you sow. It's about where we put ourselves, but also goodness grows through hard work. And as he said in that passage, by just keeping going, even when it's, when it's difficult, because gardening's hard work, isn't it? Sometimes you look at a, a plant and you think there's nothing much happening. And sometimes I, I look at these fig saplings, and I've had these fig, fig saplings for a couple of days, and I'm, I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, hmm. I know it's only three months, but I'm not sure they're doing that much. I'm wondering, is, 
you know, have they been put in the right environment? But then I think and I look at them and I think, well, actually one's been in this lovely, by the window. They swear to me they've even been talking to them. And then the other one's maybe been a bit more in the shade. And what does that say? But then I look at each one of them. I see these tiny shoots growing on them. If you came and looked at them, even each one of them, you'd see these tiny shoots of life. And you know, often it's only small things that make the big difference. You know when Greta had her first protest, do you know when it was? August 2018. You know how many people turned up? Her. And you think in kind of less than 14 months what's, what's happened. And often when I think about goodness in terms of our creation, you know, what small act might it be? It might be a big act, but what small act could we do that might make an exponential change? It could be the way we shop every week. It could be the way we decide to make a bit of more of an effort in our recycling. It could be in the way that we make a financial gift because goodness means being generous as well. And I wonder what small act might we make. But also then when I think about our lives, what small act could we do? What small act of goodness could we do that could bring a harvest of growth in our lives? Might it be something that we change in our work practices when we go to work whenever we do? Might it be something that we have in a relationship that needs to change? Could it be some sort of lifestyle choice or some sort of habit that just needs to go because it's not producing goodness? And how just making a small change, that from a little shoot of life, something might grow. So maybe let's think as we move on in our service of How could goodness grow in my life? And what might that look like? Let us pray. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. So Jesus, I pray each one of us would know that in our lives. And if we don't know what that means, that we would find someone who does. And then that you would help us to grow, to produce a harvest of goodness in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.